it's morning. And that means it's time for Rotten Mornings. The best way to start your morning off rotten. Good morning. You're listening to Rotten Mornings. Good morning. Is, is, do I go now? <laughs> <laughs> you can go. Like. Oh, well, I'm going to go. I'll see you guys later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Good morning. Bye. <laughs> Good morning. Bye. Well, and uh, you guys stay rotten. Stay rotten or notten. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to put that on a list of things I hope I never hear on this podcast again. <laughs> yeah, stay rotten or not. We don't care. We love you anyways. <laughs> we love you a lot. Oh, God. Are so, we still uh, doing these? Yes. Great. How are you this morning? I'm great. I need something to listen to in the next, you know, 30 minutes it takes to publish this to get it out at 7 o'clock since it's only just like 6.10 right now. Yeah, we uh, are kind of getting late on this one. Uh, normally we record these and then we publish them. Exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit in a, a cool date there. And... <laughs> uh, and then some like sound effects of, a, of like a train. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what trains sound like. That's, the that's uh, a train. <laughs> that was a train. Your mouth's good. Is your mouth okay? Yeah, I mean it. It has uh, holes in it. There's a uh, two giant holes in the back of my jaw, and I'm eating currently a a popsicle. It's a derivation on the old uh, bomb pop, a swirl of the bomb pop, if you will. Ooh. Um, but what I have been reduced to eating is I bought some different soups. Um, they happen to have like rice and chunky stuff in them. So, um, so what I do is I just open a can of soup and I pour it into a glass and I take my emulsifier and I turn it into like pudding, basically. And then I just drink it because I can't have hot stuff either. So kill me. Haha. <laughs> Okay, so so you have to have liquids, and you can't have hot stuff, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you remember this story. Uh, do you remember when I got my wisdom teeth out? I remember when your face woke up, but I don't remember the after effects of it. No, that was a different. That was a different uh, thing. But the uh, uh, I got. I had my wisdom taken out, and I think uh, that was at 8th Street. It was either at 8th Street or right as you had moved to Canterbury. Yeah, that seems right. Anyway, what happened is I go, I get my wisdom teeth out. I've got the gauze in my mouth. I come over. I pick you up. We go to Qdoba and get tacos. I do remember and- that. Yeah, and I take the bloody cause out and just set them on the table as I eat tacos. I remember that. That was a good time. <laughs> that was dumb. That was idiotic. You're not smoking, <laughs> right? 
Do I now? <clears throat> no, no, not smoking. I didn't just light a cigarette right before you asked me if I was not smoking. Okay, good. I like <laughs> that we're at a point in the podcast where we're just open and honest. Well, listen, I'm not smoking right now, but my dog is trying to quit smoking. So I'm kind of holding a cigarette for her and she gets like a, like if she wants one, she can get a hit. Okay. And we've regressed back to life. <laughs> one step forward, two steps back. <laughs> I'll tell oh, you, it's okay, really fun. That, listen, that? before we go off this, because I, I just, this is another fun thing. Uh, the first soup I tried had little pieces of rice in it and they fit perfectly into the holes in the back of my mouth and I can't swish water in them. So I had to use like some needle nose uh, tweezers or whatever to like reach into the hole and, and gingerly extract the rice granule out of it. Okay. So I've got two things. I hope I never hear on this podcast. again. <laughs> <laughs> little, little maggots from the back of your jaw. Fantastic. Yeah. It was fun. <sighs> Sounds fun. Sounds mm-hmm. fun. Is that, is that, did you make Brandy do that or? No, no, no. She was not here. She went to oh. Jack's to get her some food because she went and got me food to eat, like soup and stuff. And then I was like, what are you going to eat? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, go get you food. <laughs> she goes and gets you all this food. <laughs> like, you guys supper and, like, you just, like, bring it to you. And you're like, well, what are you going to eat? And she's like, well, I thought I was going to. Yeah. She brought, like, all this food home. And she was like, oh, we're going to share this. And I'm like, but what are you going to eat? Go! Why don't you leave and go get a sandwich? I don't want you to watch me eat all this food. I'm self conscious. Uh, you got like six straws, one in each soup can. I've literally had like two half cans of soup and a popsicle today. Fucking kill me. Jeez. Uh, um. Okay. Well, let's talk about uh, the episodes. Let's talk about the stuff we saw. Yes, and today, well, you're listening to this now. I would ask you if you enjoyed it, but I already know that answer. Um, it's about as you enjoyed this about as likely as the uh, six minute mark will roll over to six sixty six one day. Um, but hey, also, uh, just a quick question: What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. It's it's are are you reviewing the first part of what we just said? Instead of rotten mornings from yesterday morning? Yes. Fair. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I had to think about it, but yeah. Okay. So what did you think about rotten mornings yesterday morning? <laughs> <laughs> so after that, we had the um, right. next it's episode. What? Shut up. <laughs> we had the next episode of uh, We Are Not Alone, which was... Yes. Um, told by Lane, and that was terrifying. Yes. Yes, Lane has that murder thing. Oh, definitely. He's got it nailed. I mean, like, he was perfectly disturbing. Perfectly. And um, the thing about, like, us as a, like, a film troupe or company or whatever you want to call us is is that we will always find a way to whatever you expect to like to trick you with something. 
and change the uh, apparatus of what we originally said. Mm-hmm. We don't ever want you to become comfortable. We want you to find new things. Yes, find the new things. Like, I can't also... wait to see um, Scott's riveting um, series uh, of children versus bears. You can't, When's that you first can't episode? That? Yeah, I can't wait. It seems like you can wait. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty, pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> you will be able to succeed at that. We've been successful in, in doing the episodes and doing the series because we've been like supportive of each other and like encouraging of each other. So I am supporting your ability to wait. <laughs> I encourage you to not talk to me about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I am supporting that decision. <laughs> <laughs> So after that, we had the next episode of Rotten Strips, which was a hoot. I like that you started off with our previous on. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, I like, I, I still really like what um, the young lady at the beginning, I, I know who she is, but she goes by a different name in this. What was her name in this? Um, uh, it's Camilla DeVille. Camilla DeVille. She's doing a banging job. I like her mm-hmm. little bits. Um uh, let's see. The uh, Rotten Road was um, was quite uh, entertaining. <laughs> yes, uh, and for me as well because uh, the storyboard for that whole piece uh, was devoured. Really? Mm-hmm. I I for I don't know what happened. I thought maybe it was a tortilla. I don't know what happened. Okay. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. You you wrote another poem for another tortilla, and it turned out to be the storyboard. Uh, it was actually yes, <laughs> but you did a great job. I really like the presentation of that idea. I'd really like to um, kind of see that in a larger, like an existing scale. You know, I'd like to see that as a story. Oh yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been neat? I mean, yeah, but you know. That's not us. That's kind of like lame, you know, whatever. <laughs> Production <laughs> value, my ass. So immediately after that, we had the first um, Grim Story Time. And like, I've, I, did, did you get to watch the Grim Story Time tonight? I know it was a little bit later. Uh, I did the scary tales to tell in the scary dark. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it's that. just a, just kind of an idea that we had that we, you know, I decided half her read some stuff. And then after that, um, after that, she went live on her page and man, she stayed live for an hour and 10 minutes. She had 300 responses in no time, a ton of people were watching and she was super nervous. It's like the first time her getting live and she killed it, man. She was natural. I mean, if her sound was a little bit better, but, you know, what can we say about sound? We always screw that up. Yeah, that's all you... It's on the list. It was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, that's fair. It's it's kind of middle-ish. It's on the list of of things we... We always uh, don't hesitate to screw up. Yes, Uh, not at all. In fact, we find it a fun little challenge to figure out how to screw it up so royally. 
Yeah, and, you know, I hate I don't I have not met Grim. Um, so I don't feel comfortable making fun of Grim, which is what I now, do with my friends. Yeah, well, I'm. I think you may have met her in passing at Hellbilly, but it was before we really knew who she was. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you remember uh, meeting and talking to Jacob. You might not remember who he was. He had glasses on, and uh, he was there on Hell Night. Um, oh, man, I'm trying to remember which night you were there, where he would have been at. He normally works the back of the trailer, and I talk to him a lot. Okay. And that's that's her uh, her man, so... He at one point when we were talking to him, I guarantee she was around. We just didn't really know her then. Oh, I mean that's fair. I I just, you know, of course, uh, yeah. And you will meet her soon or sooner or later. I mean, because it has to happen. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking earlier. I'm like, okay, so um, this this rotten reviews thing we've got the me and then you. And then Brandy and uh, Spivey and uh, Grim. And I'm like, wow, the, the girls outnumber us. Dude, and the then... girls will always outnumber us. And let me tell you why. Because the girls are fucking smarter than us. That's true. Uh, also, as I look at just the list of people who are on this podcast right now, we're getting played. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Wait a minute. Uh, well, you all know, with, those people are way, well, way, way more entertaining than us. With with Brandy, <laughs> with Jess, with Grim, there is one solid thing that we know for a fact. Even if they walk on screen and stumble, that somebody will want to watch it because they are all quite beautiful women. Correct. Sure. We're funny. That's why we work better on a fucking podcast because you don't have to look at us. Yeah, I was just looking at I was just looking at the data and I was like, <laughs> uh of the five of us, you know, we would be more, I guess, more uniform if you had boobs. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I'm the only one that doesn't have boobs. Odd man out. One of these things are not like the other. One of these things is flat chested. So, uh, yeah. I feel like I lost you because I don't hear you talking right now. Hello, Scotty boy. Damn it. Scott, Scott, Scott. Oh. So what do we have coming up today? So, yeah, we, we should probably get, get off that topic. We have talked immensely about that. But today, what we have coming up will be... Um, let me look. Well, we have our unfinished review today for Arx Mortis. And that's a fun one because... You were there, and Frankie was there, and Michelle was there. So we had a good little group at that one. Oh, the Arx Mortis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then after that, we will have the um, new episode of Rotten Strips. Great. I'm just, just going to be ignoring the Dolls versus Teddy Bears until I can get that ball rolling. I don't know what you're talking about. 
correct. And then at eight o'clock, I will be going, well, eight is nine ish. I'll be going live from Hellbilly Hollow again. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I kind of didn't get some of the stuff I needed to get shot out there that me and Tim had talked about. And uh, it's just an easier place for me to go to right now to do some live. And so I will get back out to the haunts. It's just that Brandy doesn't want me going around too much and uh, because I could pass out or something because of the teeth thing. I don't think that's true, but whatever. Oh, one could only hope. I'm going to live it no matter what happens. I think you should. <laughs> so that's what we got coming up. Great, great. Okay, well, uh, Matt, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into the, the break. And uh, guys, if you want to join us for that, we'll be back uh, shortly. Uh, if not, have a rotten morning. Have a rotten morning. Stay rotten, guys. Deep in the water, just as deep in the human mind, there exist creatures that are beyond imagination. In this episode, we discuss ice sharks. So, the topic today is, uh, of course, one that you and I... uh, Probably care about more than anyone else on the planet. Oh, if well, you've already done mummies and you've already done vampires, which are two things I don't care that much about. And you said that about, so I can't wait to hear what this one is. Ice sharks. Oh, okay, you got me. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I kind of debated going like uh, back and forth on on this episode because it's not one that other people are familiar with. But if you if you listen to a previous podcast and the topics that we've talked about, you know that we have a firm belief that you can believe things into existence. Yes. And that's kind of what this episode's uh, about more than anything. I mean, to us, there are eye sharks. 100%. Mm-hmm. So uh, whatever scares you, no matter how weird it is uh, or strange or silly, um, you have every right to be afraid of that thing. Agreed. And you know what? The weird duplicity of believing something into existence because you're afraid of it and being afraid of it because you believe it exists is such a weird line that it's almost your duty to manifest these things. Okay. Elaborate. Well, I mean, like, okay. The big bad wolf. Mm -hmm. Is there a big bad wolf without three little pigs? No. Is there a little red riding hood without a big bad wolf? Who knows? Like these things are the secular existence that one has to be for the other to be. And it's a necessity. Ah. And like you see it in every horror movie, there has to be an equal level of good for that equal level of bad. And it's almost, it's almost showing that there will never be a complete peace or balance because everything will constantly grow until there's nothing. I can dig that. Certainly understand where you're coming from. (sighs) 
you uh you left huh no i'm here i'll just i'll just uh, that's it that's all i had on that one. Oh. okay i uh i thought you thought we disconnected nope nope unfortunately i'm still here yeah 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 it is unfortunate uh okay well um so uh we kind of talked about ice sharks for being like uh, if you feel like a cold current and you can't see below you you know what's causing that cold current we came up with the idea of of ice sharks and um it wasn't a thing uh until we talked about it and we made it a thing so i think like uh you know the thing that's under your bed there's a thing under your bed definitely you know? But I think uh, I think there's two parts to this, Matt, and I think that both parts are are equally important. One is the belief in. The other part is the fear of. I right? would I would surmise that there's a second or a third, which is the learning part, which is if you make the thing exist, then you set the rules for it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, And being that you become aware of the fact that you are responsible for its existence, then it, it basically gives you all the power you set what it can and can't do. You give it a silver bullet. You give it a bunch of knots that it has to count. You give it the seeds thing that the vampires have. You give it that thing because now you control it because understanding that you are the harbinger of your own fear, it makes you the uh, the one that sets the rules. Do you think that people who aren't like the creative types, and not that people who are creative are any better or any worse than other types of people, but the people that are creative types tend to have these wild imaginations. Do you think people who aren't like that have nightmares like that or nightmarish uh, visions like that? Well, I don't know, because that's that's kind of like a that's a mentality question. That is to say, if somebody is colorblind, can they dream a rainbow? Mm -hmm. It's hard to say, does the rainbow exist because of our perception or or just our visualization of it? Or is the concept of a rainbow so great that it still translates, even if you haven't seen one? That's that's neat. I uh, I wrote an essay one time, and I was talking about how to create red without using the color red. And I was saying that people who are blind probably experience red in a more intense way, like people yelling at each other. That's red. I got my hand too close to the eye of a stove. That's red. A mosquito mm-hmm. bit me, and I'm scratching it furiously. That's all red without any of those things being what we perceive of as the color red. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you really trace that all the way back to the idea that somebody taught you that a square was a square, somebody taught you that the color yellow was the color yellow, somebody taught you that the word cat was spelled C-A-T, all of these things could be anything that we were mass taught. It doesn't make it truth. It just make it the current suggestive way to be. No, I want to, you know. Uh, that makes me think of the movie The Village. I hate you and your M. Night Shyamalan references, you heartless bastard. It's the only one I've made. Uh, no, um, it's not. You're going to say the signs. Get out of here. You um, said that sign. 
It's not that bad. But no, in, in the village, they were I agree with the sentiment. The world. Yes, that's, that's and, all and I it, meant. It was a good setup. It was a good idea to do it that way. Um, and that's how we all are. At all times in our life, we are always that. Yes. Once we step outside of our circle, we we go, oh, like there's this one person like, OK, say, for instance, let's say, for instance, in the movie, the, the village, the girl escapes the village. Oh, geez. Can I spoiler this to make uh, a point? Let me see. Has it been 10? It's been 10, I, right? I think it's been 10. It's been 10. OK, so the girl escapes the village and she meets a cop and she realizes that there is a real world and that the village was lying to them. Right. Effectively. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see her see anybody else in reality besides that one police officer? No. Isn't it an interesting duplicity of human nature that it was easier for her to believe one single person than a whole village full of people? Uh, yes. Because they were the Morpheus. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then also, you're, and, and we are currently uh, continually exposed to people who are furiously fighting to keep up the uh, reality uh, consensus. Yeah. And I hate to use this terrible example, but I mean, American government has learned from our enemies uh, and like American uh, civil unrest, the zeitgeist of the world. We have learned more from the enemies. And you take the idea of Hitler being able to mass convince at a population that this ideology is true. I mean, we just take tones from them and we implement it. And it's it's horrifying. It is. Uh Regardless of the, of, of, well, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to that. So, yeah, um, and I don't want to go down the political thing. I'm just saying, yeah. The, yeah. the thing about fear and the manifestation of fear and the idea of fear is that you will constantly be told throughout your life that fear is bad. Do not fear. But I disagree with that so immensely because I believe that fear is a part. It's where you can get your dopamine that's mm-hmm. not Facebook. That's not this fake sublimated world that people are just all agreeing with you and there's no reality to it. Fear sets you apart from every single other thing in the world. Your fear is your fear alone. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think that, that in, uh, I think you kind of nailed it, you know, like Facebook or like if that's what you're doing, you're, you know, you're online all day and, and you just kind of have this, oh, that's me or whatever. Okay, I'm sorry. Was the That's the mic yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, the adrenaline that you feel, that dopamine rush, that is a real experience. And fear, we, let me see how, how I want to phrase that. So pain is, is like a thing that our body creates in order to tell us, hey, if you go further with this, you could seriously damage yourself. Yes, right? I, I sort of agree with that. I don't want to get too deep on that, but be careful about when we tread on certain 
standard scientific operational devices. I have a sure. little bit different understanding of what pain is personally. Oh, okay. And and I have but, different but, too, but a, a general yeah, for the thing. sake of this argument, yeah. we'll just keep it there for you. So let's say that like fear is the same thing where it like fear is produced also as a hey, uh if you go further, you're gonna get into the really unknown, right? But the really unknown is is where uh, greatness can happen. Yeah, because of the way that I look at emotional response, I I personally don't see fear in any in any way a negative term. Um, when I say someone's afraid, I don't mean that demeaningly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just factual. I think a lot of it has been turned into negative. As if people are saying to be afraid is not good. It's all oh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. But do be afraid. Fear is great. It's a great way to figure out who you are. It's a great way to figure out the content of your character, if not just by yourself. Um, and always remember that you say that fear is, is, is projected. It's a necessity that the, the mind seeks out fear. In my understanding of how the mind works, I believe that the mind perpetuates all reality out from itself. And that I believe that that fear in that regards would be that the mind knows that you need the sation of fear, of elation, of, of all of those feelings that you don't get from anywhere else but that. So your brain projects that fear out of you into the real world. So that way it gets what it wants. Okay. We can't look heroic unless we've got a, a demon to, to slay, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think uh, it's very hard to have a superhero without a supervillain. And, and just always remember that since you control that, you get to pick how big or how small that thing actually is. Again, this all comes down to you. Once you understand that you need these feelings, you'll start to understand a way to have them and not lose control to them. Yes. Uh, the, I guess the, the way that you go there, though, is that if you have uh, a, a small fear, then your overcoming of that small fear is only a small victory. So if you want the big victory, you got to face the big fear. Yep. Yeah. And haven't we been taught that? Like, haven't throughout our childhood, we grew up all the way to the fact that there were like people that were the size of our thumbs that were winning wars against ladybugs. There were talking rats that we're fighting dragons like throughout our life. It's always been that hero's tale, that star Wars story. And we as adults, we don't have that war. We have created all these pockets of fear that are almost irrelevant because we are unwilling to really face what is fearful. Right. So we're losing our, we're losing our fear. And and by losing our fear, we're losing our, advantage i believe we're losing our fear to cowardice it's fair and that we are so afraid of things that we talk about other things as loud as we possibly can so we don't even have to think that they're there 
or worry about the possibility that they're there. Guys, uh, we've we've gone off on some tangents. We've chased some yes. rabbits, but this episode was about ice sharks. Ice sharks, and, and we want to tell you that uh, we lived in this big lake house, and we would go out there, and as we were swimming, we would feel this cold current, and it was the ice sharks below us, and it was terrifying to us, and we didn't stop swimming. No, we all, we might have gotten really like uh, tightened up buttholes. Oh yes, yeah, those. And and the fact that there are certain parts in that lake where you do not extend your legs full tilt, like you just don't do it, right? Because they exist at a certain level of water. So as long, I mean, we're big fellas, so we stick into the water pretty deeply. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. You'll you'll have your monsters. You'll create your nightmares, um, but don't let it stop you. And uh, take the 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 rush, take the adrenaline, take the dopamine, and ride it, and uh, go somewhere you've never been before. And guys, I can almost guarantee you that every one of those fears, if you tear apart all the layers, all that it is inside of there is just a little bit of you. Every single time. You guys have a rotten morning. Stay rotten. I hope I haven't blown anybody's brains. (laughs) Stay rotten.